represents the addict who died today, not knowing recovery was possible. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an amazing evening of this, the empty chair for the addict who didn't make it. And um, I say that with a smile on face, like it's a good thing. It's a very mm. sad thing, but I'm just so filled with my two guests right now and the conversations that are uh, that we're having at this moment. So welcome to the episode of the empty chair. Um, tonight's show is in memory of Ray Ray Farragamo. Um, just celebrated his second year anniversary. Um, his mom is Diana, and a lot of people know Diana. She does a lot in the community, and she's been on the show as well. Right after Ray Ray died, she came to share her testimony. And uh, so she took her loss and she turned it into something positive um, by creating the Ray of Light Recovery Cafe downtown in Haverhill. And um, yeah, so my two guests are with me tonight, and uh, I'm really excited that they're here. I just want to go over some numbers. Um, in 2021, we lost 100,300 individuals, lost their lives to overdose. In the Merrimack Valley alone, it was 440 overdoses that were reported, with 46 of those resulting in death. Since January 1st of this year, in Essex County alone, we have reports of 197 overdoses, which is a 20% decrease. So I'm happy about that. But we had 17 deaths, which is a 6% increase. So in the Merrimack Valley, which consists of Andover, Haverhill, Lawrence, Methuen, and North Andover, we have had 56 reported overdoses with five resulting in death. So this is the why for MVP ASAP. This is why we do it, because one life is one too many. Mm. So we continue to educate, advocate, and bring awareness um, to both addiction and recovery with the mission to offer hope to those that are struggling. Many things lead to addiction, whether it be genetics, environmental, trauma, and also much more. And uh, tonight's guest, Jacob, will share how his bullying and trauma affected his life and led him into addiction and, uh, and where he's at today. Before I begin, I always like to thank my sponsors because, um, as you'll see throughout the show, these are the banners that we'll be going over. These individuals um, purchased this banner so that, um, one, it's a win-win, it's an advertisement for them, but also um, they help pay for the show. So the money that came in from the advertisement, we're able to scholarship individuals. If someone is struggling and can't get into treatment, or most importantly, when they finish treatment and they don't have money for sober living, we're able to scholarship them to get them going for right. their first yeah. month. So it's a win-win for everyone. So I just want to thank Bob and Andrea of Alternative Home Healthcare, Phil and Fran Leahy of Circle of Hope, um, John Croto and the Croto family of Cornerstone Services, Essex Companies, which is uh, Fred Orazio, thank you very much. Essex County Outreach, a big shout out to Officer Sinclair, who gives me these numbers to report so that we can continue to bring awareness to addiction. The Greater Lawrence Family Health Center, the Haven of Hope, um, Saeed Coates and uh, Diane Jean, or Jean over there. Her name's Diane, but we call her Jean. Um, at Thorn Events, thank you to Sid Harris, um, Title Boxing Club in North Andover, Mass, Top Sale Addiction Treatment, and as always, a big shout out to Costa Broadcast and Lou Blassie for uh, your dedication to MVP ASAP. We appreciate you. 
So all our shows can be found on Google, iTunes, Spotify, and currently right now we're live on YouTube as well. We have our nice. own channel, so we're live everywhere, guys. Oh, very good. Some upcoming events, just in case you folks want to get involved, on March 12th, it's called Battle of the Bids. It's Big Book Trivia Night at St. David's Church in Salem, New Hampshire. On Saturday, March 19th, is District 14 Roundup. It's at the New Frontiers Church on 1 Gosling Road in Portsmouth. 8 a.m. for registration, followed by a day of recovery and studio workshops. March 26, from 8 to 4, there's a conference at the Assembly First Parish Congregational in Derry. April 1st through the 3rd is the 55th New Hampshire AA Convention Coming of Ages, and it's at North Conway, New Hampshire. April 8th through 10th is New Hampshire Young People Conference in Bartlett, New Hampshire. Um, so if you didn't catch those, you can find them all at nhaa.net and you can find all of those listings so it's www.nh for new hampshire aa for alcoholics anonymous.net also what's happening every week we have celebrate recoveries 12-step christian-based programs they meet weekly tuesday's night is 6 30 to 8 at the rock church in plastow new hampshire wednesday evenings is 60 island street second floor in lawrence mass and Thursday evenings is where? Over at Just Church, over at 217 Main Street in Haverhill, from 6.30 to 8.30. Amen. Thank you. We also have monthly resource meetings. They're held at the Methuen Police Department on the first Monday of the month from 6.30 to 7. We bring in local resources to um, talk to the community about the services they offer. This past week, we had Clarity Health. Um, they presented... Um, the services they offer, the insurances they take, and we opened it up for a Q&A um, for residents. It was very helpful. Also, Ray of Light Recovery Cafe has many meetings and events throughout the week. Monday through Sunday, they have AA meetings. Monday through Friday, there's a noontime AA meeting. Friday night, 6 p.m., they have Drop the Rock. Saturday, 7 p.m., they have speaker meetings. And Sunday at 7 p.m., they study the big book. And I also think there's something else that they do there, maybe open mic or something. Yep. So, so March 26th, there's going to be another open mic over at the A1, above the A1 Valley. So the last one you folks had, huge turnout. the gentleman on the guitar, Yeah. he made me cry. Like yeah. I watched that video over and over. It was like it was standing room only, 60, mm -hmm. 70 people. It was, it was absolutely great amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the date on that again? That's going to be March 26th, I Excellent. believe. Starts at six meetings at seven. They do like a short gratitude meeting and then yeah. everybody gets playing. And that can be at 92 Merrimack Street, Havel, Mass, above A1 Deli. If you need more information on any of the um, events we just spoke about, you can always reach out to Diana Teal at 603-489-7061. Or you can always reach out to me as well. Also, don't forget about the Movement Family. It's a weekly opportunity to feed the homeless or to sponsor a meal. They meet at 8 to 10 p.m. on 1 South Broadway in Lawrence. If you have um, an organization that wants to donate the meal, Mike Borman would love to hear from you. Um, you can reach out to him on Facebook or, as always, reach out to me. And with all that being said, now we can jump into the good side, into the good stuff. So it's an honor and privilege to have you both here with me. Thank um, you, Cole. I'm just so excited. When I heard your testimony, I was extremely moved. And then when I see the work that you do with not only addicts, but people along their journey and finding Jesus, is, uh, it's just been amazing. Yeah, so I'm you. psyched you guys are here. So 
Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Takes a church. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. church, right? Church. So with that being said, I'm going to hand it off to my brother in Christ, Jacob, and uh, share your experience, strength, and hope. And, and just keep in mind that we have an audience that's listening that someone might be hurting, you know? So. Sure. Absolutely. And I might interject at some point, but... Okay. Uh, How you doing? Good, good. I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Yes. My name is Jacob, and I'm a grateful alcoholic. Hi, Jacob. And a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, it's just, uh, it's great to be here. It's great to have the opportunity to, to tell my story and to, yeah. and to share a little bit about what I've been through. and Because it was bullying. Well, I saw your seven kids. Four brothers, two sisters. All right, so I'm seven as well. Okay. Yes. Yep. And um, and the bullying piece really is what actually made me say I need to have you here because the bullying that we're seeing right now, not only in the Merrimack Valley but with sure. the world, is yeah. it's traumatizing. I was definitely one of those kids that was um, I was a loner. I I hid from everybody. I was I never kind of never fit in. Yeah. You know, always felt on the outside hid during uh during the cafeteria hours when we had lunchtime i'd go sit in the hallway and wait for lunch to pass because i was too afraid to go into the cafeteria or i'd hang out with the cooks in the kitchen yes. um you know bullying um there was a lot of trauma as a kid um, my music teacher sexually abused me as a child mm -hmm. um and that really kind of kicked off that harassment and the bullying from kids and students mm -hmm. um and then coming out as a gay man when mm -hmm. i was 15, 16 years old, that was another part of, of the bullying. Yeah. For me, I think the most difficult part was I thought I was born inherently bad, wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the community and my parents were born again Christians. And I thought there was something wrong with me, you know. And honestly, I mean, as a child, I thought that God didn't love me because of the way that he made me, you know. And growing up through that and all the bullying through school, I left public school and went to a private school and, and it just followed me there. Um, but the one gift that God gave me, because he was always there, even when I thought he wasn't there, was yep. the singing and the performing. Amen. I could escape the world into my singing, into my performing and be yep. anybody I wanted to be. And the cool part was I was good at it, right. you know, and I even some of my bulliers, people who bullied me in school would one of the kids' mothers came up to me one year at graduation and said, one thing my son would never admit, he'll never forget your singing. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. being able to cross those boundaries mm -hmm. because of my voice, you know, it was just such a tool that I could use to keep me safe. And um, with that self-worth that I had nothing of, like being on stage gave me that self-worth, became my identity. You know, it was all that I was, was singing Jacob the singer, mm -hmm. you know, and it just kind of followed me. And, and that dream drove me forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to be a star and I was going to heal the world with my singing. <laughs> and you know, my last name was heal, you know, yes. and I was oh, just yeah. gonna, my mission to heal and save everybody. And yeah. I always thought, you know, I was going to be one of those, you know, big, you know, revolutionary changers of, of you know, and, and I moved out into the city and I found drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. you know and it became my muse it became my comfort it became my identity yeah. you know and it it soothed that pain um it helped me escape it really uh it was really just what kept me going when i didn't have music you know and the ups and downs and crystal meth alcohol cocaine i mean it's yeah. what i did you yeah. know and 
it just drove me. And, you know, for a while it was fun. I was on a reality show in Boston. <laughs> what was the reality show? It was called The Roomies. It was a a, a Total Request Live show that John Garabedian had created. Okay. He was on uh, Kiss 108 yeah. out of Boston. Yep. And it was just an online thing. And they had 24-hour cameras. And basically I got paid to go out and party and do what I wanted. And <laughs> It was fun, you know. Oh my god! And so, (laughs) I don't know if you can find it. No, that'd be great. (laughs) I'd like to see that. But you know, and so I moved to the big city and and thought I was going to conquer the world, and the world conquered me, you know. And I got further and further away from God, you know. And I just truly believed that God didn't love me, and what was the point? So Mm -hmm. I just I let that drive my addiction. You know, I dove deeper and deeper into my addiction. Um, there were points where I was prostituting myself, mm-hmm. you know, and just whatever I could do to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, but I always showed up. I always yeah. showed up to life. You know, yeah. I always had a job, you know, and there was this part of me that wouldn't let go. And I think that was God. Yeah. I wouldn't go, you know, jump over that cliff and, and I wouldn't let let it take me completely, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that hope and dream to be a singer and you know, and I always had hope, you know, I know they talk about that hopeless state of mind. Like yeah. I always had hope. I always knew God was in there somewhere yeah. as much as I was defiant towards him and defiant towards, you know, oh, what's the point? And nobody loves mm-hmm. me and God doesn't love me. And, you know, I, I didn't love myself, yeah. you know, and um, but meth and coke and all that stuff felt good, yeah. you know, until it didn't mm-hmm. until it took everything I had. Hmm. You know, but I had moments. I had moments. I had highs and lows. I, you know, I, I entered into a competition in 2006, and I, I became the New Hampshire Idol, and I signed a record deal, mm-hmm. moved to New York City, and fell off the track. You know, <laughs> and everything came second to drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. No matter how hard I, I wanted that dream, it just always came second. You know, mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol always came first. You know, when I got to that place. And so um, I got to say hi to my friend Adam actually know, just said hello. Yeah. My and friend... Just so you guys know, people can call into the show at 978-659-0072. Linda. Linda in country. Yeah. My friend Adam, I went to uh, Salvation Army Rehab. Adam. Adam <laughs> says hello. Hey, what's up, Adam? Yeah. Matthew. Mm. That's my partner, Matthew. Um, lots of love and support. Look at all that. Yeah. That's From awesome. Florida. Amen. That's good, you know. I mean, yeah. and that's one thing I always had too was was the love and support. Yeah, you know, you're very lovable. You have a light. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, I think my big mouth and my honesty kept me alive. Yeah. You know, the fact that I was always open and honest about where I was at, my drug addiction. You know, a lot of stuff that I. You told your parents you're using crystal meth. Hey, mom, using meth. Um, I don't think I use those words, okay. but I, mom, I'm, I'm struggling with drug addiction okay. and, and alcoholism, or I think I need help or, okay. or the good one was, I think I need counseling yeah. therapy. I need therapy, individual therapy, because I can't do group stuff. AI yeah. doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know, I got to do it. I've been in therapy since I was seven. Yeah. It wasn't working. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but that was the excuse to keep me away from the solution, to keep yeah. me away from, yeah. you know, reaching out and asking people for yeah. help. Absolutely, um, but you know, and it's just the, the, the ups and downs, you know, moving from city to city, yeah. you know, I, I'd stay in one city and when it got bad, yeah. I'd move to the next city, you know, and I'd find a new group of friends and I, I it's getting bad. I better yeah. go and move to the next city. We got a call Throw your headsets on oh, so boy. you can hear who's calling. <laughs> we got a call. Hello. Hello. 
Oh, hey, Linda. Hey, Linda. Good. How are you? Amen. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you for calling and supporting him. He's got a great story. Thank you, Linda. Heal up. She just had hip surgery last week. Oh. We're praying for you, honey. Thank you, Linda. Hope you're healing well. All Love right. You. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, you know, just running the gambit, jumping yeah. from city to city. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I finally, I got to some point I'd been in and out of rehab, you know, and I moved back to Boston and it just got worse and worse, the progression of the disease, you know, and mm -hmm. then it was at one point, all I was doing was just shooting drugs and, and, you know, selling my body and whatever, whatever, like the sexual immorality, all that stuff. I was yeah. just a shell of a person, yeah. you know, but somehow I was convinced that I was okay, you know, and. Um, so I finally called up my mom one day and played that card, you know, the victim, because mm -hmm. I was really good at being the victim. Yeah. Cause I was <laughs> when I was a, when I was a child, you know, and, yeah. and that abuse stuff. So I just hung on to that and I called my mom. She, we wrote up a contract. All right. You can move in. If you don't do drugs, you go to meetings, but all this stuff. And you know, I did maybe for a few weeks. And then once she was gone on the weekends in the summertime, you know, I started, started right back up again. Yeah. Um, and it, it got so bad she knew she came to me in tears and begged me to stop and i said i need to go back to rehab so i went into the plymouth house in plymouth new hampshire which nice. is a phenomenal program 12-step program Amen. Yeah, um, awesome. my church back home the molten burley united methodist church and people from the town raised five thousand dollars and put me into rehab wow yeah wow Blessed. um which was because i had no idea where i was going to pay for it how i was going but i knew people would been through the program so yeah so I went, my pastor um, at the time from back home, um, Pastor Sharon, she dropped me off. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, it was raining. And all I said to myself was, it's a time for change, mm. you know? And, you know, and from that moment on, I, you know, I, I, I stayed sober, you know? Amen. And, you know, and there have been some big bumps in the road, you know, mm -hmm. I've had to do jail time because yeah. stuff that happened when I was using, mm -hmm. you know, and I went yeah. to jail at six months, 19 months over i went to jail for six months yeah people like john and, and showed up and sent me cards stacks Amen. of letters you know and and jail was probably one of the best experiences of my early recovery because mm -hmm. i let go of so much stuff those rocks that trauma that pain all that stuff that i held on to that was my identity of mm -hmm. jacob the victim and yeah i just let go of that you know at one point my cellmates were using meth sitting next to me and i was just holding my bible begging god to keep me sober no kidding right begging god just wow. please god and he kept me sober right you know and i got through it and um i showed up at, back at church and they held a spot for me you know nice. and and oh, you know, always yeah yeah you know and and just just continue to you know reach out to others and to continue wow. to you know share my honesty and my story you know yeah. and, just hope that, you know, whatever I can do to help somebody maybe not make the same mistakes that I made. Right. Because I made some really bad ones. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? I mean, we all did. Right. So 
no addiction in your family, right? Oh, yes. Oh, you do have addiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, my, so you had the... My parents, no. My yeah. grandfather, my so, father's father, they yeah. all died. My grandfather died from alcoholism. Okay. Every one of my siblings, but my, my youngest sister is, is in recovery right now. Amen. Amen to that. Wow. It's been a bumpy couple mm -hmm. of years, but we're all sober right now. That is so beautiful. Yep. That really is. You know, and I don't want to tell their story, but, no, you know, and, but to have seven children and... Yeah. And all of us still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom and I talk about that all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know so many people who have loved Ray right. Ray, you know, right. my friend Josiah, a family that grew up in our, our town, seven yeah. kids. Yeah. They lost their son. Like, and here we are. I know. You know? I know. Here we are. We have a mission. So much to be grateful for. Right. You know? Absolutely. Amen. So do you do any step work? Do you yep, have I have a sponsor who has a sponsor. Yeah. Um, I am right now working on my amends. Amen. I just made an amends to uh, one of my best friends who I, I've known since my parents and her parents met in Bible college. Yeah. So we've known each other since we were babies. Right. Totaled her car when I first got sober the first time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Brand new. She had a brand new... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, brand new Honda Accord. Those are the words. Went through, blew a red light, and the car wow. hit me head on. Yep. I was able to make amends to her and, and talk about the self-centeredness of my life and how, like, that's all I knew how to do. Right. Just be self-centered. Yeah. All I knew how to do was Jacob, self, 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 you know. And, and she talked to me about how she's seen that change in me. Yeah. You know, and, like, those are the gifts, you know, when other people can, can you know, recognize those changes in you. and Yeah. You know, the fact that we still have a great relationship and, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so sometimes individuals will have like something that they do and yours was singing and acting. Yep. And then you got sober. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Was that experience hard to go through? Because I just want like Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. Sure. When they got, he rented out a facility. They all went away. Roadies, everyone. He's like, I'm, we're getting sober, and if you're not, then we're severing our ties here. Right, sure. When they went to practice, none of them could play. And because it was all in locked in that memory of under the influence, mm, and to sure. open up that creative piece, they had to have that experience of being on drugs or alcohol. Right, right. So they had to relearn everything. So did you have any kind of experience like that, or is this something that it was even a trigger to perform? Um, for me, it was more about what was my motive behind performing? Right. Why am I doing this? Like, cause for me, it was all about, I want to be a star. Yeah. Me, you know, and yeah. I want to feel good and I want to impress people. And I want to sing at your funeral because I want people to be like, oh, wow, look how good of a singer he is. Look at, <laughs> look at what he's doing. You know, yeah. like I remember my first time in rehab and I got up on stage and every, I had these ex gang members crying and I'm like, look at all this amazing things I'm doing, you know, yeah. I'm saving these people. And I didn't do any of the work, you know, today, like being a part of just church worship team. Yeah. I had to find the real reason for why I'm up there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I still struggle with that today. Yeah. It doesn't just go away, but like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is yeah. it for God? Is it for others? Or is it for self? Yeah. You know, and there are oftentimes where I'm up there and I'm like, I almost want to turn around because it's just, is it the performer Jacob or is it the worshiper Jacob? Like, yeah. why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, and today, my dream is different. You know, I still have days where I struggle with, you know, thinking like I, I've given up this. But you know what? God's using me in a very different way. Yeah. You know, and honestly, if I had gone out there and became a star, it probably would have killed me. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, the industry is just riddled with that stuff. And the yes, yes, yes. And people never saying no. I mean, it, yeah. it would destroy me, you know, yeah. and 
Today I can go to church on a Sunday morning and have somebody come up to me and say, how do you do it? How do you stay sober? You know, like, I just wish I could, you know, and I just tell them to keep coming, you know, and keep showing up. And, and if my music and my singing can bring them back, then let God use me in that way. Yeah. Your singing really helped me. I was having a, a bad moment and I just kept on listening to that city of love is it called beautiful city beautiful city over like mm. and i got and i sent you a message i'm like if you're noticing like it's, it has like seven hits it's because <laughs> i watched it over and yeah. over because you're very powerful god has given you a gift and when you use the way that you use it you do right. fix people heal people whether you're thinking in my head is this for me or not for me like you know that was an amazing performance that you folks put on and uh, and that song really helped me and i, I still awesome. click on it just to say oh i want to hear that because there's just something so powerful to it yeah it's a good song it's Beautiful an amazing song, song. Yeah. yeah definitely maybe yeah. i'll get you to sing it at the end. <laughs> but speaking of singing i want to use this time to let people know like you're running for um you're performing not performing you. So, okay, so there's a competition at yes. Wally's. And it will Hampton. all be there. Wally's at Hampton. <laughs> right? So it's a, they're doing Hampton Idol. Yeah. It's um, March 31st, April 7th, and April 14th, if I make it to the finals. Yeah. It's a $3,000 cra- cash prize. Nice. Come out. Bring all your sober friends. Yes. All of us are going to take over the bar, us sober yes. people. Yes, <laughs> they're going to be afraid of us. They're going to think, oh, no, those people. It's osmosis. They'll all be sober with us. I'm excited. <laughs> the bar is not going to be happy about, yeah. you know, the water drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could talk to that little boy in you that was mm. being bullied, um, what do you say to him today? Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. Um, you are loved. Amen. You know, yeah. I think for me. I thought for the longest time that the only way I would be loved was through my voice. And that was my identity. But actually pastor Rachel, John's wife said to me one day, we were at um, a concert we do every, every summer. And she said, even if you never sing another song a day in your life, you are still a good man. You know, and I want that little boy to know that and to trust, to trust that, you know, Because the world beats that out of us, you know, and I just, you know, I've struggled with that for so many reasons, you know, for who I was, my identity, you know, for the longest time, I hated that part of who I was being gay, you know, but that's who God made me to be, you know, and today I'm in a loving, committed relationship, not living the life I was living, you know, a healthy relationship with somebody who's in recovery, who goes to church with me, you know, like, That's the gift. Was baptized you know? last year. Baptized. He was baptized. No yeah. way. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just a testament, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and to see, like, the community, like, people reach out to me, you know. Yeah. Because for me, like, that fear of not being understood or fear of, of not being welcomed, like, Just Church is such a welcoming, all-inclusive community. Amen. You know. Like it just really is. And even where we falter, we still are willing to be open and, and learn and grow and you know and, and that's all we can do, right? None of us have all the answers. No. No. Absolutely not. All walking it out. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Sweet. So I'm gonna get us ready to go into like a brief commercial break and then we're gonna oh, come back cool. and speak to you, John, a little bit about um 
the things that you do for our community and the lives that you have seen. I know Ray Ray's death impacted you and Rachel really bad. Yeah. And, uh, and those are the tough things that we come and see. But uh, we'll open it up to you right after this break. And awesome. uh, thank you folks for tuning in tonight. Is there anyone asking you questions? Just so can... My birthday today. That's, that's Adam. I went to Salvation Army with him. Like, so make sure you say happy birthday. <laughs> How'd you think you did? Did you feel comfortable? Like yeah. natural? Like it's just yeah. us yeah. in here? Because yeah. that's what happened. Like you end up getting lost in what's going on. Every time he gives it, I hear yeah. something different. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Just a different piece of it, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, God does what He does. Like you're never gonna say all the things you want to say, and mm -hmm. I just. You know, it's so cool, too, because when I got in my car on the way over here, the song um, Graves into Gardens came on the radio. Oh, yeah. like, oh, beauty for Ashes, you know. My friend David Spencer, sobriety and music and God, what a wonderful trio. Keep working, you're worth it. Oh, I he was talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam, good job, Jacob. He was supposed to. Oh, yeah. Hi, and welcome back to the second half of the empty chair. And um, happy birthday, Adam. We can see that you uh, put up there. It was your birthday. And hi, Jennifer. Um, that commercial just reminded me of um, the Circle of Hope. And I don't know if I spoke enough about it, but that is um, um, a meeting that we have at the police, state, police department in Methuen on Monday evenings, um, 630 to 8. And it's for people, families that have a loved one. Um, that is struggling with addiction. So it's an amazing group ran by Phil and Fran Leahy. Um, we're able to do crisis um, intervention there. If it's happening, if someone's loved one is struggling, um, I attend so that we can try and get them into treatment or come up with a plan to help individuals. So that meets Monday evening, 630 to 8 at the Dillon Police Department. And if you need more information, you can always reach out to me on that. So. Um, yeah, so welcome back. And, and John, I know you're not an addict. Nope. Not no. No, well, I mean, it's funny because I just shared in our uh, Sunday sermon that I used to be addicted to video games. And, you know, screen time, I think, is going to be one of those big things that a lot of, uh, a lot of us uh, are going to have to deal with. Yeah. But it was something that really took me down a bad road. Yeah. Um, back when I was younger and in school, it really distracted me. So there's so many different things when you talk about, you know, anything can be used. Uh, as an addiction, it can can overcome if it just you know takes us away from God, takes us away from others. You know that we're not at our best, we're not able to yeah. work, and we're just consumed by something. Mm -hmm. That's an addiction. You know, there's detoxes for um, yep. computer gaming and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. They, yep. yeah. I was like, wow, and that's just proof that it's real. And like you said, anything to take you out of your own head, right? Um, and to keep you entrapped inside something that's keeping you away from the light of uh, life. 
Yeah, Definitely. yeah, yeah. So I've been really free of that for uh, probably 25 years. Amen. And I was just thinking about it. I never really thought of it as an addiction, but it definitely was. And it, uh, so I get to celebrate that. Um, and it's funny because I, I still feel the pull. Like, it's so funny. I like, should I get into video games? Can I handle it? And I just don't. And because yeah. I think God gave me a, an ability to, to just, um, you know, look at, look at how it destroyed uh, part of my life. And I, I, I can do better. Right? right. So I think we can all do better. Awesome. Yeah. So where did you grow up and where did you come from? So originally I'm from Gloucester, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. Grew up on a place called Portugie Hill. Yeah. It was, you know, but it was all a lot of Italians up there. And uh, yeah, we grew up and we had a great life. I didn't realize it, that it was so great at the time, but yeah. we had a lot of friends up there on the Hill and, um, you know, we got into trouble. I mean, I'd start smoking and drinking at an early age. I mean, it was not great uh, in that sense, but we did have uh, a lot of friends. And, and it's funny, it just brings up an empty chair in my mind. And I'll talk about one of my be best friends growing up that actually um, died this year uh, or last year. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it was a great time growing up. It's actually, I was part of a Catholic church growing up. I was an altar boy and all that stuff, but I did definitely step away from the church when I got confirmed and I uh, just went on my way and again in high school, just partied and did that kind of stuff and was just seeking uh, my uh, satisfaction in other things rather than God, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh, eventually God got a hold of me. I mean, I met Rachel early in college, thank God. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, from that point, we've been together for over 30 years and we'll be married 29 this year. So Amen. that's really good. Right? That's, that's two life <laughs> Stop saying that, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we have four children. Um, one of them, our oldest, Julia, just had our um, grandson a year ago on New Year's Day. So he's about 14 months now and he's so awesome. I love him. We go out to see him off and they're coming out soon. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, you know, this and something, like I said, happened. One of our, um, one of my best friends growing up, um, Robbie, he um, he just he got into a cycle where he was struggling with alcohol. I don't know about drugs, but I know definitely alcohol. And it's funny he he was actually jumping on to our live streams and he was asking questions. And I you know was uh, hoping that we could reconnect. But before that happened, I remember I was at Celebrity Recovery and brother called me and told me that they found him dead. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that was that was really hard. Yeah. You know, the good thing is I was able to connect with a lot of my friends back there and we started talking and there's another one of our friends out there that I got to, and it's not for me to save people, but I definitely, I reached out to him, but he hasn't got back. I almost like want to walk the streets of Gloucester until I find him, but you know. Did you ever take part in any of the fishing? On um, those fishermen? Well, my, no, I didn't. But my grandfather was a fisherman. Okay. Uh, my stepfather was a fisherman. Um, so there was plenty in the family. It was awesome. And the great storm? Did you know any of those individuals that were on that boat? On uh, the perfect storm? The perfect um, storm. No, I didn't know of them. I was in Gloucester at the time. Actually, Rachel and I were living in Gloucester when that Andrea Gale came through and it was just a big thing. I, in in the community, I mean, it was obviously just shocking that that had happened. We, I had never experienced that loss. And so the whole community yeah. was really hurting yeah. and suffering from that. You know? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, it used to happen a lot more, but you know the technology got better. But when you get hit like with a storm like that, yeah, you know, it, it's hard. Yeah. 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 So how'd you get from the last over here? Uh, well, uh, we we actually in, did a little bit in Lowell before we got up here. That's where we met. We okay. met in UMass Lowell, and uh, we lived there for a while. And then we bought a home up in Newton, New Hampshire, okay. uh, when we we had Julia already. And then Lily was coming, so we we bought a house and we um, started. I was working in Portsmouth at the time. I was I had another life as a printer copier guy, and so. Um, yeah, and then we just started started life going, you know, and it was it was great. It was a lot of a lot of hard work at that time, um, and but it was it was wonderful to start raising a family. Yeah, absolutely. So you raised them all in New, New Hampshire? Uh, yeah, for a while, and then we moved over to Plastow. Yes. Needed a bigger home. We had four kids, so <laughs> only three bedrooms. So it, it was getting a little tough, especially when uh, Elijah came. That was the boy, so that was the. You know, we needed to expand. All the girls were in one room. That wasn't great. So, <laughs> so time for another bedroom. Yeah, but God blessed yeah. us with this house. I'll tell you, you know, you just when you're faithful with, with, uh, yes, to Him, you know, He blesses yeah. you with stuff that you don't even realize. And now, part of our home, Jacob comes uh, on Sunday nights. We have a young adult group, and that's really what that room is. It's primarily for for gatherings. It's not really young adults. It's kind of every adult. <laughs> no matter what age. It started as uh, yeah. young adults, but we're all nice. older now. So yeah, but it's a, just a wonderful time to get together and have share a meal and and talk about God and do life together. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So then, how did you start Just Church? Like, what what was that motivation? Well, you know, I was at the Rock Church for a long time. Um, we started there in two thousand eight, and Rachel and I both became pastors we we did this together um in 2011 over in the Plastow campus and then we moved over to Amesbury in 2013 it was a little church that uh needed some help so we went over there and we started doing you know what we do which is contemporary type Christian music really worshipful led by the spirit we you know teach you know from scripture and through the leading of the holy spirit and um you know people started coming some left you know right out of the gate because they it was just uh, different but yes but then we had a lot of folks start coming jacob started coming yeah. in 2017 yeah, i think four months over yeah, really? yeah 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 and so we and just how did you stumble across the church i was in a meeting one day and this woman gail came over and she said i just went to the best church they've got great worship yeah. And I went, and I've been going ever since. That was about five and a half years ago. Really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you just showed up and just never left. Showed up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just, he, you know, really clicked. And and I know J Jacob was saying we're really diverse. We are. We we have all types of ages, ethnicity, um, yeah. you know, social, economical status, and all those things all in between you know uh but um sometimes you know we're not everybody's cup of tea because yeah. we are kind of wild and and loud and yeah but you know we're authentic always and grounded. genuine scares people sometimes <laughs> it's yes, true it it's true. we are who we are yeah yeah. Absolutely. yeah sweet yeah so in um yeah so like i said 2013 we started rock church amesbury and then 
Oh, that went great for a long time. And then in 2019, we stepped out and um, started Just Church in Haverhill. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a great... That was like a street court. ministry kind of... Well, it was funny. Yeah, we started in Common Ground, which we yeah. could only have like 32 people. Yep. We stayed in there for about two weeks. That was about the end of that. And then yeah. we ended in <laughs> Gar Park uh, yeah. right away. And that was unlimited. So we just continued to grow. And we had a lot of great friends that, you know, are part of Connection connectional churches too that came by and just supported us mm -hmm. and then we got that space above a1 that diane is in now yeah. and so we had that until covid hit and then we we used it as a studio basically and then uh um first baptist church um was gracious and oh well actually i missed the farm we did a, a oh, farm. I was at the farm first yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Fun. i loved it there yeah kimmel farm was awesome it um, really was yeah he really blessed us with uh a great space for a summer and we had and what the crazy thing is when we were outside we had no rain i know all it the would stop raining and, yeah. and i laughed because mm -hmm. i went a few times and i was like wow, even the cows so loved it they would sing along with <laughs> i'm <it>. sure yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was wonderful and then we ended up in first baptist in october of uh 2020 yeah right 20 21 yeah. no 2020 and we've been there almost uh yeah because we just well, yeah okay yeah and so it's been a great spot and you were there the other night we had yeah. we had lost uh our dear friend karen yeah. you know and hers was you know more uh health related but you know and what an amazing woman of god and she i look at her as one of the foundational members of just church and that right. smile and that beauty really uh carries through and that's that's she how we was are. solid that's what i said about like i have many many friends karen was always solid yeah from day just um yeah. and i was like that was one thing i admired so much about her yeah was she was just solid yeah so I guess I have three empty chairs, Robbie and then Karen. Yeah. I'm gonna miss her. I, I said in the uh in in you know the service that she was my go-to. Like anytime I just needed to be lifted up, I would look at her. Yeah. And she just had that smile. Oh, yeah. Was, you know, I know. Right? Yeah. Okay. And she yeah, and she was really, you know, for a lot of women, she was a, a you know, whether she was a sponsor or accountability partner, she just yeah. really gave God's love to everybody she met. And I he I heard stories of people that just were in her cab yeah. that she was I know. talking to. And, you know, she's not Amen. sharing the Bible. She's just sharing God's love. And, Amen. You know. Hello. Oh, hey, Linda. Good. How you doing? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Linda. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You're one of my go-tos, too. <laughs> Toxic yeah. thinking. Cole will be calling you now. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll have to get together when your hips better and um I'll get your number off of John and we'll definitely do coffee. All right, thank you Thanks, so much Linda. for calling. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. You guys work on a 15, 20 second delay out there when you're watching this, so you gotta turn your laptop down and
whatever you're listening on now when you call the show. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. So uh, where were we? We're talking uh, about your three empty chairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Karen. Karen, your yeah. go-to. Yeah, yeah. And so such a beautiful lady. Yeah. We had such a great so service slow. and celebrated yeah. her life. Yeah, it was and, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was even that night when I looked out amongst everybody. I was still looking for her, yeah. you know. And, yeah, we were celebrating her life. And so, you know, she she was recovering. And, and so, you know, even, you know, that's one of the things we need to realize is that, um before we get started down that road of, of dealing with our addictions that we have to realize there's going to be consequences. And sometimes we don't think about that when we're young, right? Right. Because we just think we're invincible, but yet, yeah. you know, when you hit your forties and fifties, it uh, can come, come back at you. So. One of the studies that I want done is um, the effects of being Narcan more than once. Yeah. There are people that have been Narcan 15, 16 times. Yeah. I really can't think that that's amazing for your body, and I, I'm curious as to what's going to happen years down the road. Yeah, I don't think anybody to. does it without having to be brought back to life, right? <laughs> I know, but the physical yeah. effects. Yeah, from, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not like something we've done uh, to, like, you know, feel good. Right, you know? right. No, yeah. it's definitely, definitely bringing it back to life, but the damage that it has to do to the heart. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we have COVID. We have no idea the damage that, I mean, I had COVID. I don't know what ramifications I have down the roads from it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. We're all going to be figuring that out for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Finish. So, yeah. And then Ray. And uh, as Linda was talking, um, Ray was one of those special people um, that just had a magnetic personality. It was larger than life. Uh you know, I was saying first time I met him, uh, I think I met him at like some family stuff because we're close to his family and he wasn't really around probably because he was off doing drugs and stuff for a time. But then when he would come back, you know, we'd see him at some social gatherings and stuff. And eventually his sister invited him to come on a mission trip. And uh, and so when I met him, he was a good looking kid, but he was really timid because he was coming into this church environment in this mission team and he didn't it wasn't really his thing you know he was always a jock and uh you know i'm sure a women woman's man you know oh, and so, yeah. yeah and so <laughs> you know it was a little bit intimidating for him and i saw that and really my heart went out to him and so uh you know he and i connected in a pretty um meaningful way but i was a and, and it's funny because because of his addiction i was a little nervous um to get into to a relationship with him because one i didn't want to get kind of dragged through that yeah. and two you really when you do you know connect with someone that has that lifestyle you you're putting your heart out there yep. but i'll tell you it's one of the best things i did and um because we went on that trip that first trip to honduras and ray met god in these children's eyes yeah. i mean it was amazing yeah. and um you know he he gave his life life to Christ. And he got, you know, I believe five more good years yeah. uh, on this earth because of that. And he did a lot of great work there and here. And we heard all of that Friday night. We had celebrated his second anniversary of his passing and yeah. people that we didn't even know, including his uh, cousin, Haley, yeah. you know, have come to Christ, are sober, are, you know, given their testimony and really, um, you know, becoming contributing members of society and that's what it's all about and you know instead of taking your these these folks are actually now 
giving in back into society, making con contributions yeah. that, that change this world. Yeah, absolutely. He, him, Shane Walsh, and a few others really, they're Pete, Pete M. I can't think of his last name, like Marilla or something. Like, it just, yeah, those were some of the ones that really hit me the hardest of, mm -hmm. uh, when they left this world. And because uh, Ray was like, I watched him from the very beginning because I worked at a facility where he was a frequent flyer. Um, some days we could take her, him, and not her, or we'd take her, and not him. Like, there was two that ran together um, oh, that yeah. he was always in and out with. And, uh, but, and then he would come to the IOP, and, you know, he knew everything. And, oh, he was just so, so full of life, even yeah. as he was going through it. And, uh, yeah, his when he died, like, addiction, I don't know, it just... It made me, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, it's just a shift in, in such a big community. There's yeah. so many yeah. people that were affected by it. And, yeah. yeah. And what his mom has done with his death, instead of like, I see moms that are still grieving and still are in that process for like the yeah. angry years later. And Diana turns it around. I mean, not only did she lose her son, she's battling cancer. She loses her brother, yeah, you know, Corey. Yep. and then oh, here yeah, she comes MTC, doing yeah. um, Celebrate Recovery. She, We had that walk this year um, down in Ray Hebrew, of Light Recovery Walk. Ray yeah. of Life, and it's just like, you know, she's a true testimony as to um, you can stay sober through anything. You really can, because for what she endured, I don't know if I could go through what she went through and remained clean and sober, you know, and that's why it's really important for individuals. It's, it's your base. It's, it, it's that first, that foundation. What is your foundation? Right. You know, and, and she has a pretty strong foundation, a pretty strong faith that she was able to just take everything yeah. and turn it into. Right. She called us the night that it happened. Yeah. We ran over there and, and um, yeah, I carried Ray out. Um, it was hard. You know, but we were there for her, and a bunch of other people came too, yeah. and we were there to the wee hours of the night um, supporting her. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. Uh, I will say, you know, Ray, I think he was really close to to um, getting off of it. He was actually going to come live with us. Um, it was kind of the decision we were going to try to make to get him away from, you know, the people that might have grew up with and yeah. just the, the triggers that you have living in your childhood home and yeah. stuff like that yeah. and um so it was it was hard but i think what ended up happening and this is what everybody should know for those that um have people that they know use heroin is fentanyl uh kills and um i really i truly believe he went and didn't know what he was using and it yeah. it got him yeah you know and and the devil wants nothing more to take us out and it's the same thing with um this kid Shane Walsh, yeah. like if he knew that perk had fentanyl in it, I really don't think he would have taken it. I did not. He was not looking for a way out. He was just looking for a way to yeah. quiet the mind for a little bit. So addiction's real, and that's why again we have shows like this. We have meetings. We have celebrate recovery because um, the lives, the numbers of people, the one hundred thousand three hundred that we lost in twenty twenty one. Uh, that's a large amount of people. I had put up a picture on Facebook of a stadium that had over 93,000 people in it. And I said, all those people are dead. 
you know, and it just makes it really real. So just in one year. that's why, yeah. you know, you really got to focus on the one day at a time. You really have to get that foundation and, um, and you have to have conversations like this. There are families that, um, that won't have these conversations, not my kid, not, right. you know, and yeah. no, we need to be the hands and feet out there yeah. having those conversations. Yeah, sometimes it it's, happen to anyone. yeah, sometimes really hard for families. Yeah. You know, uh, we did try to do an intervention with Ray yeah. and sometimes that doesn't work. What does yeah. work is going to groups. Yeah. Like that's what Jake, Jake all the way. Yeah. yeah. Community is such, I mean, our disease wants us isolated alone. Yeah. You're bad. Everyone else is bad. It's, you know, what's the point? And like, for me, it's community, community, community. Yeah. If you can find a community that will love you yeah. through whatever, yeah. through your good, your bad, your ugly, you know, and it's out there, yeah. but our head tells us, no, it's not, it doesn't exist. But mm. I mean, I know so many people who have found that, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and it doesn't have to be just church. It doesn't, ha doesn't even have to be church, Yeah, you yeah. know, but fine. I found that in AA. I found that in church. I found that in the motorcycle community. You know, I yeah. ride like, right. there's so many things, but communities, everything. Okay. Cause it is a disease of isolation. Yeah. Cause it once it has it, us alone, yep. it gets to get into the brain. You know, my first um, year of recovery, like my therapist kept on saying, you don't let the, sec the thought last longer than three seconds. You got to get rid of it. You got to do sit-ups. You got to do jumping jacks. You got to scream. You got to do it. And like my first year of recovery, I, I looked like I had Tourette's because every now and then I would just like throw out a swear because I was like, <laughs> I don't want it no. to control me. I don't want it to get its momentum, you know. And when you're in a community and you're hanging around with people like-minded people, like Remember the first time you ever heard your story? Like mm -hmm. someone shared your story, you're like, oh my gosh, someone else yep. feels like me. Yep. Oh my gosh, someone else had that experience. Like what there's so much freedom, there's so much healing in the in that part of our process of recovery. So that's why it's um yeah, the community's huge. Well, no matter what kind of community right. it is. You know, I have um friends that love cycling um motorcycle into their Harleys and stuff. And then just that clears their head and um, just, you know, actually my friend wrote today and he was like, it was just so good. And I'm like, and you can hear the difference in someone's yeah. voice right. when you know they're out there just connecting with nature, connecting with God, connecting with spirit. And just uh, it's those moments that I hold on to for the addict that's out there and, and for those that are in recovery that are struggling. I mean, we just went through the craziest year of our lives, 2021, 2019. 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. We went yeah. through a pandemic yeah. where men and women walked, came to get clean and sober and didn't have a hall to walk That's into. True. They got sober by a computer, right. like a TV right. or, or a Zoom. And then you have people that are addicted to um, the internet and yet we're making them go to a meeting on the internet, you know? Mm because they need support. So just a really crazy time. And uh, if you're listening tonight and you got sober during the pandemic, like my hat is off to you because, yeah. um, yeah, that was some tough time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got sober mm. in 1987. I know you weren't even thought of yet. I was, I you was were? born in 82. You were. Okay. You look so young. Born right? in and, uh, May. Like we smoked, <laughs> in, we smoked in the basement, you know, um, yeah. It was just so, it was so old school, you know, and I got sober in the Merrimack Valley and Mingy Valley, and it was just so old school. And then when I thought like, wow, fast forward to 34 years, 35 years, 
I don't know if I would have made it. And uh, that's why I, I praise everyone that is getting clean and sober um, now during this rough time because it's a lot different, you know, and yeah, and we made it work. You know, because I think with God, God can do it in all circumstances. It is so possible in all circumstances. It really is. Really, yeah. And He uses people, and that's what the the CR and AA and NA communities are all about. And then having that sponsor, having somebody that's going to walk with you through things, or or a mentor. I say it both ways because not everybody you know, wants to have a sponsor because it might be alcohol or drugs, but you know, you need to have a mentor in life. You got to have someone. I have someone. Mm -hmm. I just met with him for breakfast. And you know, when you're struggling with stuff, you know, I I can go and talk to him and share and he, you know, he's going to pour into me and and then he'll share with me and I'll pour into him. I mean, that's how it works. And that's why you need to have people ahead of you people uh next to you yeah. and people you got to be feeding people behind you too make sure there are people that feed truth into your life yeah definitely yeah that's a that's definitely a dangerous thing when you have people um feeding the lies or mm-hmm. or speaking words over you that don't deserve to be over you right. that's a huge one definitely yeah you should probably not make them a mentor yeah, yeah. 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 probably not even make him a friend at that point. You know? yeah, right. Remember my first sponsor? That's gotta be someone. I was sitting in jail, talking yeah. to him, bitching and comp- ooh, sorry, language, That's complaining okay. on the on the phone to him, and he says, "You're in there because you're not the victim. Yeah. Mm. Shut up, kid." Yeah. And it was yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> wake up." I admitted to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. So. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, if someone out there is hurting right now, um, Jacob, what would be some advice that you would give to someone who is struggling with addiction right now? I think the biggest thing is is no matter how difficult, how painful it may feel, reach out, take yeah. that risk, step out into a community you may not trust or or feel safe in at first. But, you know, for me, it was once I began to start to tell my truth, once I was able to put down the show and stop putting on the face of, Oh, everything mm-hmm. is wonderful. And once I really talked about my uncomfortableness, my irritability, my self-centeredness, all the stuff that I was scared of in myself. Once I said that out loud, yeah. that's when I really started to heal, you mm-hmm. know, and it's okay. Cause there are people out there who will love you no matter what. Amen. You and know, that's the truth of I it. mean, God will put those people in your life and absolutely. And keep singing. Yes, absolutely. And what would you say to someone that uh, that was struggling? What would your words of wisdom be? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Jacob. I think you do need to reach out. I think, you know, Celebrate Recovery, we're always welcoming. It's always anonymous. Um, you know, it's one of our things. Whatever you say here, whoever you see here, whatever you hear here, let stay, it stay here. Stay here, here, here. here. That's right. And that's a huge part because, you know, a lot of people are fearful that it's going to get back out to people they know and it doesn't. And that's, and, and, you know, we, we're just cautious about that because it allows that platform for people to be able to open up and truly share the pains and stuff. And that's where healing comes. You you know, Jesus, um, I always say to people like, where do you begin? Well, let Jesus take you for an elevator ride and go to a place in your life that, you know, you got to hurt, whether it be bullying or some trauma or abuse or something. And when, but you got to walk through people, you know, you can't do it on your own. You got to do it with God and with people around you that are going to support you and help you. And like you said, you're going to connect with people that are going through the same thing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And um, speaking of Celebrate Recovery, I just want, if you've never heard of it, 
um, for anyone that, that's out there listening. Like it covers every addiction. It's not just drugs and alcohol. It's sex addiction. It's pornography. It's gambling. It's self-hatred. It's food, codependency, food, codependency. hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's your hurt habit and hangups is yeah. what it's all about. So um, Google it, learn about it. And if you have questions about it, reach out to any of the three of us. And uh, we can uh, give you some information on it because I know it's an amazing place to heal um, from more than one addiction. So yeah, and they have structured step studies and we the men just started their third The women are probably on their fourth or fifth. They're always ahead of us Yeah, And it's yeah. funny when you go through those step studies, it's simple questions it's, But it's but it's biblical principles and it's like, you know, people might go I don't believe in the Bible But the, these principles are universal yeah. and so when you go through it and you're writing down the stuff You don't even realize you're you're healing and just the writing and and, but then you get to share with everybody and everybody just supports one another and it's just a it's not a you know hard process it's just uh, you have to be uh, persistent Mm -hmm. yeah persevere through it that's right yeah because it's gonna it's gonna create character and character brings hope amen Amen. i like that any few lyrics you can give us to end when your trust is all but shattered when your faith is all but killed, you can give up, bitter or battered, or you can slowly start to build a beautiful city. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We can build a beautiful city, not a city of angels, but we can build a city of men. Amen, folks. So if you want to hear the rest of that, come join us at Wally's for an amazing night. Thank you both for being here this evening, for offering hope to the listeners. And thank you, Lou, for an amazing night. Thank you to all that plugged in and and had questions for us. And uh, I'll see you folks in two weeks with Billy and Michael from PsyClarity. They'll be sharing their experience, strength, and hope. So until then, good night, everyone, and God bless. Thank you. That was awesome! <laughs> nice. Woo! Nice job. Good job. You should do more of these, John. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love doing this stuff. I know I should. All right, so you're not moving because he, oh. he's going to get the camera and get a picture of the three of us on this side. Oh, okay. Nice. And then uh, they'll have it for your Facebook page. That was amazing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs>